Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you. And help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, church, on this Father's Day, I felt like probably one of the best topics we could cover is the topic of pressure, under pressure today, because I believe that whether you're a father or not, every one of us in this room, we experience pressure. And today I want to just dive right in to a writing where Paul is writing a letter to a church, uh, the church of Corinth. It's a church he loves. Uh, he cares about these people. He's invested into them. And he wants the church to know a little bit about what he's going through, some of the pressure that he's dealing with. And he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, it says, we don't want you to be informed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we had felt that we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope and he will continue to, to deliver us. As you help us by, uh, by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor God granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Today, I feel like more important than a sermon title, I want to share with you my assignment for today because I believe my assignment today is to teach you how to preach to yourself while under pressure to teach you how to preach to yourself under pressure. So would you turn to your neighbor next to you and tell them you are about to learn how to preach <laughs> under pressure. Now high five someone, give someone a big high five and tell them the pressure is on, the pressure's on. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for how good you are to us. And we pray today that you would minister to us. We pray that you would soften our hearts and open us up to what you want to teach each and every one of us in this room. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, one of the ways that I get the ideas for different sermons, for different messages to teach here on the weekend is simply by listening to people. I mean, obviously we, we pray and we study and, and coming out of our prayer times and our study times, sermons come out of that. But a lot of times if we just listen, we can kind of see the different um, seasons that our church is going through. And, and it seems like there's a theme that I grabbed onto recently. And as soon as I grabbed onto this theme, this understanding of pressure, I started seeing it everywhere. It's kind of like when you decide you're going to buy a new car, you haven't really recognized that that car is everywhere. And then you buy the car and you're like, I didn't even know everyone in town owned a Nissan Altima, right? Like, like I didn't even know there was that much around. Well, as I've got into this idea of looking into pressure and the great pressure that we all deal with, I started recognizing it's everywhere. 
If we look at what Paul says here, he says this in verse eight, he says, we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. Paul's saying, I want you to understand, you need to know something about me, okay? This is the apostle Paul. He went around from church to church, building churches, teaching us about Jesus. We, we still go through his writings today to learn how to have a relationship with Jesus. And he goes, well, I, I don't want you to look at me and assume that I just had it all together and it was all easy. I want you to understand that I was under great pressure, under pressure. If you listen, you'll start to recognize that pressure is a theme that we hear talked about on the news all the time. You hear people talk about pressure in politics. People talk about pressure from one nation to another. Even if you flip it to Sports Center, they're talking about pressure. Can this, can this player handle the pressure? Like they were okay down in the minors, but now that they're in the stadium under the lights with the TVs on and all, can they handle the pressure there? I think one of the worst jobs in the world would be to be a field goal kicker, right? Because no one cares when you get, make the field goal, but when it comes down to it at the end of the game, it, the pressure's on you. They really care that you get it then. Like, there, it's pressure. And, and there's pressure everywhere that we look. And for some of us, we can handle pressure and some. Now, I wonder how many of you, you feel like you do good under pressure? By showing me your hands, how many of you are good under pressure, all right? There's those of you that are good under pressure and then there's the chokers, right? How many are, you choke under pressure, right? You just admit it, yeah. Like, like sometimes when the pressure's on, like we, we, we struggle sometimes. You, you could be good or you could be bad under pressure. And I feel qualified to speak to you about this topic today because this right here is a pressure cooker, right? Being a pastor and speaking week after week, that, that's a pressure cooker. Now, don't get me wrong, I love my job. I love the fact that God allows me to minister in this way, but public speaking it is a pressure cooker type thing. And I, I, sometimes I feel more pressure now than when I first began years ago. Because if you stay somewhere long enough, you use up all your stuff, right? <laughs> like, so like I, I'm like trying to go on new adventures, finding new stories and stuff. And there's pressure here because if you have a bad week and, you, and my message isn't all that good, there's pressure from next week to be better. And then if I have a, like a really good Sunday, then the pressure is like even worse after that because now I've got to be even better. And if I have a great Sunday, then it's like, now there's a lot of pressure to be even more greater than that. And then there's, there's, even, there's pressure to be grammatically correct when you speak on this stage even. like. There's pressure, right? It's a pressure cooker. In fact, do you know, for most people, the studies show that most people's greatest fear is public speaking, and then number two, dying. Look it up, I'm not kidding. Most people would rather die than do what I'm doing right now. It's pressure. We deal with pressure, and we deal with it in so many different ways. Ways. Paul said, we were under great pressure. And see, I'm so glad that he said this. I'm glad he did because if he didn't say that, it'd be easy to think that I'm the only one that feels this way. If Paul, who, who was so successful in ministering, it, it, it said, I was under so much great pressure, it would be so easy for you to think that you're the only one that feels the pressure that you feel. Because if you look at someone who's successful, if you look at someone else's life and you see that they're doing good, you might not recognize that they're under great pressure. Because when you're good at something, 
Like people don't recognize all that you have to go through and the sleepless nights that are involved in the study and the work that goes into you being good at that thing. People only see like the highlight reel of your life and you can make a comparison by looking at other people's successes on Instagram and now you're looking at yourself and thinking, am I the only one that feels this pressure? Am I the only one that feels this way? Because it, there's a lot of pressure in being a dad. And, and I say that because it's Father's Day, but not just for being a dad, there's a lot of pressure in being a mom. You single parents in this room, there's a lot of pressure in raising kids. There's a lot of pressure in being an employee and producing day after day after day. There's a lot of pressure in being a student who's trying to stay pure. All the while you have friends that are telling you all the things that they think that you're missing out on. There's pressure in this life and the pressure is on. And we see here that, that Paul is trying to describe to us the fact that, that we deal with pressure. But today, instead of talking about the sources of where pressure comes from, because for every one of us in this room, the, the sources of those pressures might come from different places. Instead today, I wanna talk to you about what do we do when we're under pressure? When you're facing pressure, what, what is it we can pull from this passage of scripture that Paul did? And what is it that, 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 that I can do? What is it you can do in order for us to be able to help ourselves to preach to ourselves while we're under pressure? So I wanna give you three things that you can preach to yourself as you deal with pressure. And if you're not under pressure right now, don't worry. You will be under pressure soon here in the future because pressure is just part of life. So I wanna give you three things. These are three things that, that I preach to myself. Like sometimes pastors study things for, for teaching and then they study things for themselves. This is what I study for myself. This is part of my secret stash. Like I actually use this stuff, right? Like I, I, I tell myself this in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. I'm, these are the things I go over and over again. So next time you find yourself under pressure, these are the three things I wanna encourage you to preach to yourself. Number one, I have to remind myself, I have been here before. I have been here before. Next time you find yourself under great amounts of stress and great amounts of pressure, you have to remind yourself, I've been here before. And I do this sometimes when, when it's Thursday and I still feel cloudy and, and I, I, I've been studying all week, but I don't even know what I'm gonna speak for the weekend. And then Friday comes around and I still don't feel like I have clear direction. I have to remind myself, no, I've, I've been here before. I've been here where I feel like I've been under great pressure and there's, there, there, there's a deadline coming. There's a, the, the day is coming. I have something ahead of me that I have to accomplish. And yet, yet sometimes though, when we feel pressure coming, it's like we can forget that we've been here before. If you allow me to start at the back of this passage of scripture that Paul was writing in 2 Corinthians, verse 10 said this, he says, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. So Paul, I mean, after Paul is telling us all about the situations that he's going through, that there's severe things that took place in the province of Asia, he's saying there's all this stuff that's going on. He had to learn how to remember the last time that he felt this way. He had to go back and remind himself of the last time he felt like he wasn't gonna make it. Because it's interesting how the enemy will try to cause you to forget the last time that you were under stress. 
And they'll try to make you feel like this is, this is the first time you've ever felt anxious like this. You've never felt depressed like this before. You've never felt stressed like this before. You've never felt this much pressure. You've never gone this many days without sleep before. You've never felt this. And he will try to wipe your memory. But what Paul is showing us here is he is having to go back and remind himself, wait a minute, I have been here before. I, I've been here before. In fact, someone say, I've been here before. And you got to learn to say that you got, because it's so powerful to teach yourself, to preach to yourself uh, that, that you've been here before and that God is a God who delivers and that he has helped you in the past and he can help you again. When, when the pressure comes, it can make you feel like it's the first time. But when we look back in life, we can start to recognize we have a track record of God bringing us through success after success after success, or maybe rescuing us from failure after failure after failure. So when you find yourself under pressure, you, you gotta say, I've been here before. Paul describes it like this. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. Okay, it's interesting because he says that, but then he doesn't go on to explain what the troubles were. And I find that very interesting. I don't want you to be uninformed about all the difficulties I went through. And then he doesn't inform us what they are. And maybe the people in Corinth would have known. You know, maybe other people knew. There's theologians that debate what he could have been talking about. Maybe it was persecution. Maybe it was him being in prison. Maybe him coming up against the certain people that were powerful leaders that didn't want him there. Who knows what they were? The pressure was on. There was difficulties that he dealt with, but he left it vague. And maybe he left it vague what the pressure was because maybe he doesn't want us want to just talk about what caused the pressure, but instead in this passage, he wants to talk about what the pressure caused inside of him that you and I can relate to. He says, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Now, people will say things like, you know, God will never allow you to go through anything you can't endure. Well, that's not what scripture says. Because what scripture says, God will never allow you to go through a temptation that he won't also give you the ability to get out of. But we will go through some, some pretty difficult times. Sometimes we will have to endure things that we feel like we can't make it through. And Paul is saying, listen, it was far beyond my ability to endure. He took me to my breaking point and beyond. He's saying, we despaired of life itself. Getting to the point where you feel like there's so much on you that like, I'm talking, this is pressure. This is pressure. Look, when, you, when you're going to your parents' house and, and they've asked you for the dozenth time now, when, when are you and your, your, your husband gonna have a baby and you've been trying, but you still can't come up with an answer for them, that's pressure. You know, when you've been on the 14th job interview and you're not getting any calls back, that's, that's pressure. When you're on a diet, and you go to the checkout line in the store and all you see is one magazine after another that says these are 20 ways to lose be stubborn belly fat and, and this is how to lose the last 10 pounds and all it makes you want to do is grab the king size snicker bar, man. That, that's pressure. It's pressure. And pressure can cause you to explode or it comes out externally and it it affects you in a negative way or it can cause you to implode where the people sitting right next to you might not even know what's going on with you, but on the inside there's such concern. 
Paul says something so important. He says, he says you know, I serve a God who makes the way, who delivers, and, and he reminds himself, I've, I've been here before. Because in verse 10, remember, he says, he's delivered us from such deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. So I remember the last time that I thought that I wasn't going to make it through. I remember the last time that I thought that it was going to break me, and it didn't break me. I remember the last time that I thought that I was going to lose my mind, and I didn't lose my mind. And sometimes you've got to preach to yourself, and you've got to start even telling the enemy. When the enemy's telling you you're not going to make it, I remember the last time I thought I wasn't going to make it, but God helped me, and I made it. This is preaching yourself. I've been here before. And we see David in scriptures, a great example of this. Because David looked back on his track record where we see uh, scripture shows us that when he was a little shepherd boy, he ended up protecting his sheep from a lion. He killed a lion and then he killed a bear. And then he found himself later in life uh, when he walked out onto the battlefield to bring food to his brothers. And he saw that there was a Philistine champion, a giant there that, that was mocking God and that was uh, uh, coming up against the nation of Israel. And he said, I'm going to take care of this. And even King Saul said, you can't handle this. You don't understand the type of pressure. You don't understand what you're about to step into. You can't battle this man. And talk about pressure. He's going into a battle where if he loses, then, then the Israelites are going to be slaughtered. I mean, at the very least, they would become slaves to, to the Philistines. So there's pressure here. And this is what he says. He says, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Man, the situation you might be dealing with might not be the exact same circumstances, but you can look and say, I still serve the same God and he's always been good and he's always rescued me. I've been here before. Someone say, I've been here before. You got to learn how to preach to yourself. Tell yourself, I've been here before. This is the second thing I'll tell myself. It's kind of humbling. You might not want to hear it, but sometimes I have to remind myself, I'm not that important. <laughs> I'm not that important. You notice I have the words that italicized here because I'm not here to try to tell you that, that you're not important. I'm trying to tell you you're not that important. Like, what I mean by that is if you don't go to work tomorrow, the world's not going to stop spinning. <laughs> Your paycheck might stop showing up, but the world's not going to stop spinning. And we put pressure on ourselves sometimes because we start to think that the world revolves around us. We start to put pressure on ourselves where we think, like, I, I, have, to, I have to perform or everything's going to fall apart. I, I have to do my part. And, like, and when we put this sort of God complex on ourselves, this Savior complex on ourselves where it all revolves around me, it creates such a great pressure that we can't even handle that type of pressure. Paul said, indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. Paul was hurting. Whatever he was going through, he was hurting. But he says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves. This, why did the pressure happen? But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves. Maybe sometimes God will allow life to put enough pressure on you that you'll give back to him what didn't belong to you to begin with. Because sometimes we have to learn to take the assignments that God has given us. 
of being a, a husband or a wife, being a parent, being an employee, taking care of the responsibilities given, to take that assignment and, and fulfill the assignment without also trying to carry the weight of the responsibility of all that weight that we were never meant to carry in the first place. See, Paul had been beaten and he'd been persecuted. He'd been in prison. He talked about all these things that are going on on the outside. But then he says this, but besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. So he talks about like all throughout the scripture, we see him talking about being beaten, uh, chained to, to prison guards, all these things going on. But he says, but there's concerns on the inside. Maybe sometimes the pressure that's on the inside are concerns about things, are concerns about is my, are my kids gonna make it through school alive? Are the, is my marriage gonna make it? Am I gonna have a paycheck next week? Am I gonna get laid off? Sometimes these concerns can be the, the, the most pressure that we deal with altogether. Are things gonna work out? So I just wanna share with you what I do sometimes when I feel like the pressure is just too much. And I know I'm talking about myself a little bit today, but I've just gotta preach to you from where I'm at. I can't make up anyone else's story. I just gotta tell you where I'm at. Like sometimes when I feel like it's just too much pressure, there's too much on me, there's too much going on. I don't know if I have what it takes. What I imagine sometimes to try to remind myself that I'm not that important is I'll tell myself that, that like I'm quitting. Like a Saturday night and I'll just, in my mind, I don't tell anyone else this because they'd freak out, but like in my mind, I tell them, I'm just, I quit. I'm not going tomorrow. I'm not going to, can't make me do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going. And I start playing out the scenario in my head of what would happen if I didn't show up tomorrow. What would happen if I didn't go to church? You, you know what happened? One of the other pastors on our staff would stand up here and they'd preach a message and they'd do a really good job. And then the next week, if I didn't come, I mean, maybe that, that pastor, if they had like a part two, they'd do that. Or maybe another pastor would stand up here and preach another message and, and they'd do a really good job. And I start to realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not that important. You said, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You don't have to preach, but I have to raise these kids. No, you don't. <laughs> There's people all the time that decide not to raise their kids. But when, when you feel like it's something that you're stuck with, that, that I can't get away from, it's a pressure, I have to do this, then, then you feel enslaved to it and you feel stuck. But when you feel free to recognize that, wait a minute, God has given me an opportunity to be a part of something bigger, now I'm free to do that very thing that I felt imprisoned by earlier. Because if I feel like I have to go to work and I have to go to school and I have to raise these kids and I have to meet her needs, that type of pressure can weigh on you so much. But when you start to recognize, wait a minute, the whole world doesn't revolve around me. I'm not the savior, I'm not God. When you can just go, wait a minute, I don't have to do any of this. Then I can become free to say, but I want to. But now if God has invited me to be a father, I'm going to. If he's invited me to be a part of ministry work, I'm gonna do it. If he's given me an opportunity to serve in this workplace, then I'm gonna do it. When you can get to the place where you recognize not everything revolves around you, you become free to be able to do that very thing that was putting you in pressure in the first place. 
So sometimes when you feel like you're completely just, just like being crushed by pressure, the first thing you have to do is you have to, you have to remind yourself, I've been here before. Someone say, I've been here before. Number two, you have to say, I'm not that important. And then that brings us to the good stuff. That brings us to what I want to close with today and what I've been trying to get to today. And that's the third point. And maybe if we were going to title the message, we should have just titled it this. Number three, I have to remind myself, I'm better under pressure. I'm better under pressure. See, it seems counterintuitive because we spend so much of our time thinking about all that we could accomplish if we didn't have pressure. You know, if I just didn't have that financial pressure, then I could do all these other things. If, if my family wasn't so weird, then I could, I, I could be more successful in other areas of my life. Like, if my uncle wasn't so dysfunctional, I'd keep bailing him out. Then I wouldn't, I could do different things. Like, we, we imagine all these things. Like, if the pressure was gone, then somehow things would work out better for us. But here is what we fail to recognize many times. And what we fail to realize is that pressure creates power. Pressure creates power. Romans 5 in the Amplified Version says, says it like this. Moreover... Let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our trouble. Someone say, I'm better under pressure. Let this sink in, okay? Let this sink in. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our trouble and rejoice in our suffering, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. See, you gotta be careful when you pray for patience because when you pray for patience, God, God will send you pressure. And there are certain things in your life that only pressure can produce. Sometimes we see God puts people in circumstances and situations where we'll allow life to put people in circumstances and situations where the pressure builds up so much that, that the, there are certain things that are produced in that person that couldn't have come out any other way. Take Moses. The Israelites were in slavery for 400 years and it took 400 years of great pressure before Moses finally stood up and God used him to say to Pharaoh, let my people go. And then God put pressure on the, uh, on the Egyptians and sent plagues and opened up the Red Sea and freed the people. He, he did work that couldn't have happened without a point where there was pressure. Take Daniel and the lions then. See, we pray all the time that God would deliver us from difficult things, but God didn't deliver Daniel from the lions then. He delivered him in the lion's den. So what happened with Daniel is Daniel was sent into the lion's den to be eaten, but what does Daniel do? He relaxes and takes a deep breath and falls asleep, wakes up the next morning, drinks his coffee. Why? Because God is showing the world my people are better under pressure. When you put my people with, with people that hate them, you put my people with the lions, you put my people with the enemies, and they're going to wake up and they're going to be just fine. When everyone else would freak out and stress out, they're going to be good because my people are better under pressure. And you've been looking at the pressure in your life going, I don't know why this is happening to me, but maybe God is going to use it to release something to show his glory. Take Jesus right before the crucifixion. He went into the garden of Gethsemane and he prayed. 
He was under such great pressure. He prayed, God, take this cup from me. If it can happen any other way, take this away from me. And the Bible says he prayed to the point to where his sweat was coming out of him like blood. Under such great pressure, he was bleeding through his pores. That's pressure. That's pressure before he went to the cross. It took that type of pressure to get Jesus to the place where he went to the cross and he died for you and I so that we could be forgiven. He made a way for all of mankind to be able to come before our heavenly father and have a relationship with God, a home forever in heaven. Why did this all happen? Because God allows pressure to bring out the best in us. Do you know what the word Gethsemane means? Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's no accident. Gethsemane means olive press. Olive press. That there are certain things that if you want the good that's inside, there has to be pressure. There has to be a crushing. There has to be a squeezing. And, and, and for Jesus to get to that point, for Daniel to get to that point, for Moses to get to that point, for you to get to that point. Sometimes you are gonna go through great pressure because sometimes it's, it's more pressure means more power. More pressure means more oil flowing out of you. And sometimes we look at the pressure coming around us in the world and we go, why is this all happening to me? When all the while God is allowing life to put pressure on you because it's not about what the world around you, it's about what he's already put in you that he wants to bring out of you. So I'm better under pressure. I need some sleepless nights. You need some nights when you're walking the floor. You need some nights when you don't know if there's gonna be a paycheck coming in next week because when I'm under that much pressure, I'll tell you what, I pray more when I'm under that pressure. I worship more. I lean on other people around me more. I trust God more and we need pressure. Someone say I'm better under pressure. Would you stand to your feet with me? You might feel like life has been crushing you and life has been squeezing you, but recognize that if you're under pressure, God knows exactly what he's doing. And maybe he's put something in you that he wants to come out. There's oil in you. There's life in you. There's hope in you. There can be a testimony in you where you can start blessing other people and showing other people in your workplace that, that God will always come through. And, and for some people in this room, you've been thinking, I don't know if I can make it because of all of this pressure. And I wanna encourage you today that pressure is part of life. And you just need to start preaching to yourself, I've been here before. The world does not revolve around me. I'm not that important, but I thank God that he's allowing me to go through this because I'm better under pressure. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this room and I, I pray that today you would lighten the load on us a little bit, that as we go through life and it puts its pressure, its weight on us, help us to be successful in everything that you've called us to do. I pray that as we get squeezed, the bad wouldn't come out of us, but instead your oil, your blessings, the gift sets that you've put in us would come to the forefront, that we'd trust you more, we'd love you more, we'd worship you more, we'd serve you more, and we would see your glory in our lives. So God, we thank you. It's kind of a hard thing to pray, but we thank you for the pressure that you're allowing us to go through because we know you're gonna use it for your good and for ours. So thank you, Heavenly Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? 
Amen. I love you, church family. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you're Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.